This podcast represents the individual opinions of Dr. Dimitri Bick, Dr. Stefan de Graff, and the guests. It should not be taken as medical advice or an establishment of standard of care. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Please don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe, but more importantly leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Reviews not only help us grow listeners, but also help us grow as a show, improve our content, and make us better. you allow Britney Spears to touch you? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I, I have a, my answer would be a little bit, um, I think that's excellent word. Britney Spears from which period of her life? <laughs> okay. All right. So let, let's just put this out <laughs> okay, here. Let's right put now. it out. <laughs> <laughs> Suzanne, Suzanne is not here to rail us in. So we have, we have no, we have no female direction today at all. <laughs> Um, yeah, no psychological I, okay. and no female direction. We're, we're trying to get uh, a psychologist to join us today, a female psychologist to wrangle us in. I don't know uh, if that's going to happen. On that note, but, on that note, I, I have no comments. <laughs> so you have no public comment on no the comment, question that I no had. Comment. I, I'd rather, no I'd rather have, I'd rather have female supervision for that answer. <laughs> okay. All right. That, that's a fair that's a fair answer. It's a fair answer. I, I will say publicly that I would allow Britney Spears to tap me on the shoulder in any, oh, okay. in any decade. Okay. On the shoulder, uh, to be precise. Shoulder, you said, right? She, she, she can tap me wherever she chooses to tap me, and I would probably <laughs> turn around. We can ask Suzanne when she comes back to the podcast whether that, that's an appropriate answer at some point. but. I'm sure I'll be fine. I'm sure I'll be fine. I mean, I've been tapped before my shoulder. No, I've been tapped on my shoulder before too, but apparently, yeah. apparently that's not good enough for our great new savior in the NBA who goes two for 13 in his debut. That's not good enough for him and his entourage who. I'm not sure. Quickly... You know, I, I, I agree. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned the entourage because to be fair, to be fair, I'm not sure if he had any problem with it because I don't think he had an issue until he came on, on camera and said that he said in plenty of details what he felt, what he thought happened, what he did. And then two days later, when I saw the clip, I don't think he even realized there was somebody behind him, according to the, to the video I saw. So I, I'm not going to I'm not going to lay on in him. Yeah, let's be fair to him. Uh, according to the article from TMZ, which now following which is now following around the teenager who has done absolutely nothing right. to warrant being followed around. But apparently this is what we do now is we follow around seven foot three teenagers who are supposed to be good. But but yeah, and then and I will give him the benefit of the doubt because what he said and what I saw is two different two different reality. Um, you know, I mean I if you want to recap it, I think what I've the news popped up, you know, came out and my phone, your phone went off and supposedly Britney Spears first he was grabbed what i read grabbed. grabbed grabbed correct grabbed. grabbed 
um, Victor Wemby Nam, I wonder if you pronounce his last name, Wemby, from behind. You know, and then that's right. It, and when it, I heard when I saw behind, my first thought was exactly probably what your first thought was. Right, right. I mean, she's not only is she short, and he's like a <laughs> he's like whatever, almost eight feet tall. And yeah, if, seven, if she were to touch him, right? If if she was to, to grab something from behind him, there's only one reachable fruit at that height, right? At that height, it it so is a low hanging behind. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so it's a low, that's right. It's a low it's a low hanging. What, what's the what's the what's the what's the thing on the, on the phone? It's like it's a peach. It's a low hanging peach, right? That's right. It's it's a peach. Right. That's, that was my first thought. It's a piece. But let's, that being let's, said, and let's then, keep this civil for the children. Right. So and then like maybe the day after he came out on <laughs> on, on on like on news, he had like camera in his face, microphone in his face, and he was giving a a short um, press conference per se, and he, he recounted it like he lived it. He recounted as a first person. He wasn't. He was not saying I was told, people told me, or uh, you know, I was advised. He said somebody came behind me, somebody grabbed me, and he actually he actually made a made a uh, um specification he said it was not my shoulder she grabbed me from behind or she tapped me from behind did he say um and then he said he doesn't know what happened after he kept continued walking and there was a crowd he didn't know anything there was a crowd whatever now the fast forward the third day or the fourth day um mean, meanwhile britney is getting her, her statements out britney went out i mean from the story she had a paragraph saying that she saw a celebrity she wanted to congratulate him she tapped him on the shoulder and somebody smacked on the face that's what that was a statement. And then fast forward a couple of days, we actually saw the, saw the clip. We saw the video. And I tend to believe Britney Spears on this one, which, which I don't tend to say often. Um, it, what I saw was she's running after that tall figure. And then she, I didn't even, she even reached him. She, never, she, didn't even, she didn't even touch him. She was running towards him. I don't think she even had the chance to actually touch his clothing. And she got smacked on the face. Somebody hashtag free Britney. Free Britney, right? She's free. She was running <laughs> freely. She was running freely. And then some somebody made a gesture and smacked her on the face with a backhand. Uh, but at no way, in no point, I saw that she was reaching low or high or to his midsection of his body, or she even grabbed anything or touched anything. That I didn't see on the video. So that being said, I think what Wemby said, it sounded like he was told to say that because I don't think he lived that experience the way he said it. That's what I. That, that's what I'm. That's my conclusion on that whole story. Yeah, according to the TMZ article that I have pulled up in front of me, uh, and these are screenshots of the video. This is not the actual video. Screenshots from video. She is. She's actually taller than I thought she was because she actually almost gets up to his shoulders, about halfway up his back, which is a lot taller than I thought she would be. So props to her. Props to Britney for being tall. Uh, Britney <laughs> Spears. <laughs> I don't think she's tall. I well, don't think she's tall taller than I would be compared to <laughs> yes, yes, correct. correct. I would be near his peach. Let's okay, put it that way. Right. From your perspective, from your perspective, <laughs> from, I get it. From my perspective, yeah. <laughs> Britney Spears and NBA phenom Victor Wimbanyama have critically different accounts of what went down before his security guard slapped her and video of the incident obtained by TMZ. Support Britney's version. Check out the video. You hear Britney approach Victor outside Catch Restaurant in Vegas Wednesday night, screaming in a British accent, Sir, sir, why would she be speaking in a British accent? I should do that all the time. I don't now know. from England or something? Is she, she doing she, the Madonna thing? 
she does like to speak with a British accent. I don't know. That's her thing. That's fine. Okay. I'm going to take your word for it. Brittany reaches up and taps Victor on the left shoulder. This is important because Victor describes Brittany, quote, grabbing him, unquote. The video does not support that claim. You, you then see Victor's security slap her hand and either his hand struck her face or made contact with her hand and the force of intact caused her hand to hit her face. Either way, you hear the slap as the police said. It did not appear to strike. It did not appear he struck her intentionally. It was more him swatting her hand away. Brittany's glasses flew off, but she did not fall as she indicated. So it sounds like both people got it wrong. Um, you know what? Yeah. It's one of these things where it's like celebrities do things to other celebrities. Is Victor Wimbanyama even a celebrity? He's, well, yes. <laughs> I mean, it sold out in freaking Las Vegas arena for Summer League. It, it sold out. And tickets were like, I don't know, $80. And then you had superstars in there, J. Cole in there, Pop Pop. You know, everybody was in there. But anyway, I, I don't want to... I think that's the time that we should play the the Goldwater soundbite. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll play the Goldwater. Because I was going to say... For what I've seen from Britney in the past couple of years, as a psychiatrist, I'm not going to diagnose her, obviously not, obviously not, but as a psychiatrist, okay. there's some okay, concern. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, yeah, hold please, on, hold on. Please, please, hold be on. my lawyer. Hold, hold on, hold on. Some rules weren't meant to be broken, but what if they're just guidelines? Time for Goldwater rules! Alright, you're good. And parenthesis guys we promise we'll have a full episode on gold water because i think i think we we get you building we really up the suspense do. we're building it listen up. <laughs> if there's any time to have a gold water episode this would be the time because this there's be nothing the going on in sports with baseball I, go I mean, marlins I, by the way we could wing it but anyway but you know if you probably britney spears would be one of the out of my you know on a whim top five top ten celebrity that would be subject to for a good Gold, golden water, good water rule because she's been on social media since her the thing ended, whatever the conservatorship conservatorship ended, right? Because there's supposedly a diagnosis that she carries that um, it's been on the tabloids, been on the news that she never actually um, consented to or, or or confirmed, and you know she got her day in court and it's her family, right? And then she was quote unquote hashtag or whatever you want to call it freed because there was a movement free Britney. That being said, she was. Uh, well, okay, I'm gonna be harsh. I would say she was unleashed, not not freed. Uh, right? All right. <laughs> okay. No, I mean if you if you follow her on Instagram, I, which is fine, which is fine. I mean a lot of celebrities get rowdy on social media. It might be their the persona, it might be the likeness, it might be the, the way they want to attract fans, it might be a, a, a role she's playing. That's fine. But I I, I reserve I reserve more comments, just follow her on Instagram. That's it. That's what I'm saying. And I don't think you, you need to have criteria or or you don't have to have symptoms to diagnose her. So i think if you follow her you you think something might be weird at least at the very least weird um but yes um i would be concerned if i was somebody in a circle and i'm gonna leave it at that okay well i'm, I'm team Brittany. unleash go be you go be yourself whatever it is whatever it is hopefully she's be. safe whatever she does she's safe is okay she's got people around her that keep her safe that's fine and and uh, Adam, that doesn't have anything to do with that um, recent incident. I, I'm Tim Brittany in that in that recent interaction with the basketball player. I'm Tim Brittany on that one. I believe her. She was she said the truth, except for the falling part. But I didn't think she grabbed anybody's behind or peach or whatever you gonna call it. So I can be fair.
I said earlier, it's actually a slow time in sports. But, but in three weeks, three weeks. In three weeks, we will have Damian Lillard. Four under weeks. Oh, not done. Not done. <laughs> what are we gonna have? What did you say? The heat? Dame, Dame Lillard on the Heat team. Oh my God! I'm talking about I mean, basketball again. Basketball's not starting till October. I know. I know. I mean. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a Heat fan on a national, supposedly a national podcast. So you're gonna get some nuggets from me from here. And there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're not gonna talk about Dame. We're not we're not gonna do that. Is it Dame, Dame time yet? Is, no, it's not Dame. It's time. not Dame time yet. Okay. Three weeks, three and a half weeks, we're gonna get the Hall of Fame game, and football is gonna be back officially. And in three or four weeks after that, I think it's 50 days now. We're gonna get college football, and it's about time. We started to talk a little bit about football, so we were going to do an NIL episode, and I think this is a better time to do it, and then we're going to do a, a CTE episode. Right. For people that do not get it, NIL, I guess, if I'm, if I'm not wrong, it's name, image, and likeness. That's right. Name, okay. image, and likeness. And, yeah. and we're going to have a guest today who is a lawyer who deals with this thing and has written an article on it and is going to explain all the legal ins and outs of it and how it transpired and the O'Bannon uh, case that sort of opened the yeah. floodgates on this. And there's been yeah. cases beyond the O'Bannon case in oh, 2014 yeah. that opened oh, yeah. uh, that, that kind of flooded everything in this. Okay. But what we're going to kind of concern ourselves in the next 10, 15 minutes in this segment is what exactly does all of this money do to a essentially a child? Right. But, you know, I, 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 I would admit, we'll get into it in, hopefully in a very constructive way and educative way, but I, I'll admit before the, the past couple of years that NIL became a thing, I, I, I usually, um, I would tend to be in the camp saying that these almost adults, these grown men and women in college deserve to be compensated. I was in that, I was in that camp. Right. Regardless of what the law now says or what people now think it's wrong or right, I believe if if uh, an entity, an institution, or a league is profiting from somebody, they should be compensated because there's it's a billion dollar industry. There's no there's no doubt about it. They, they're paying TV rights. You know they're on ESPN, they're on Fox. It's a billion dollar industry. There's there's ads. People people are getting richer and richer with these kids. Right. So. That could be the, the, if we set the table, that could be the premise why we say there was a contention, there was that they had, they had to have arguments in courts and then Supreme Court got involved because it was such a, such a, a taboo, such a like contested opinion that children or, or, or adolescent or teens should not be paid for sports, you know? So I don't know where you stood. I'm in this camp too. Okay, good. I, I'm in a camp that they should be compensated too, but there's the camp that they're already being compensated with scholarship. Is it? Okay, I, I get it, but did you have scholarship? <laughs> that, that's I, I, the... I didn't have scholarship. I, I know people have scholarship that couldn't even run. Were you an athlete? No, but scholarship for we get for different things. If if you're very smart or if you have uh, aptitude in, in you know some right subject, you get scholarship. That doesn't mean I can put left in front of right. The the difference, the difference, what the argument against that scholarship thing and i i think it's ridiculous to be honest with you uh the, the scholarship argument is because yes they're getting they're getting a free ride to school and they're getting you know 
room and board and all that stuff. But the NCA is then also going and they're selling their pictures and their names in yes. like, you know, PlayStation games. Right, right. And right. jerseys and stuff like that. So that's, that's a, you know, if it was just, well, you go play football for us and we'll give you a free right. place to live and then free education. Fine. Fantastic. But they're right. now going and they're taking their image and they're taking their name and they're putting it on a video game that they're now going and making money off of. Right. And that's I've never, different. Uh, right. I've and, never, and what they're saying is, and on top of that, what they're saying is, you can't do that. You can't now go and take your yourself. name. Right. You can't go on Instagram and promote yourself and go get, you know, like Gymshark can't go and give you money for promoting that. You can't do that. Like, why not? Right. You can promote you know, like Gatorade or whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. So that does, that's not fair. Like if, if, if the NCAA said, well, we're not going to promote your name. We're just going to promote the school and everything will be blank. No one's going to buy a PlayStation game with just the school on it. They yeah. want the players, right? Well, So, you know, that's, that's the contention here. And I yeah. agree with the players on this. But, but we're going to talk about that with the lawyer. Right. What I wanted to talk about here is what does an 18-year-old do with a windfall of money? What does that do to the brain of an 18-year-old? I don't know that there is enough research on that because this kind of thing just happened. But but you um, know that, that's where that's where that's where I mean that's going to be a good debate. That's where I don't I don't agree. Who are we? Who are we to say you shouldn't be rich at 18? Nobody. Like those those children. I'm not. I'm going to call them teens. There's teens out there. They have a, some most of them have family around them to counsel them, right? If you if that's a concern, why not put counseling around them? Why not put them in you know in some financial counseling program? Make sure that they know what to do with money. Make sure they invest well. You know, there's so many things that could be done instead of saying, "Oh, you're too young to manage million dollars." Okay, say you're gonna get a check. This is a program that we offer all our students to get counseling into how to manage your finances, to make good and smart investment, and not to blow some money. You know, I'm going to give you the tools to be successful. I'm not going to tell you you cannot manage a million dollar. You know that that's not fair because we've had teams that 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 in finances, in you know in different majors and that that are not athletes that can manage that money because they make money. You know because they they're allowed to make money. You know that that that's where it's not it's not fair. Those kids go to school with with other teenagers that are in different majors or that are not athletes and they see their counterparts. They see they see their classmates able to invest money, able to be, make businesses while in school, and some of them even very successful. You know, they they have startups. Some some college students probably may only make a million dollars. And then I'm here. Suppose, suppose that I'm I'm an athlete. I'm here. I'm traveling with the team. I'm on ESPN. I'm 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 tra I'm, I'm training. I don't know how many times a week. I'm missing classes, and I cannot make a dollar out of it. You know, what, what what's the fairness about it? And and I, I see somebody my age managing. Millions, because they're allowed to do whatever they want. Well, I, I, I understand all of that. What I'm going to say is when you give an 18-year-old $500,000, how does that change an 18-year-old? Who's the judge of that? In, in, in the behavior. It, it's, it's, I see what you're saying, but it's, it's mostly behaviorally, like Behaviorally, emotionally. Right. It, that so changes someone. <laughs> And and these people's brains are not true? developed. The brain doesn't finish developing. And you're talking about someone who has, who, and we talked about this last week when it comes to decision making, mm -hmm. right? 
teens' decision-making are not any different. Young people's decision-making is not any different than adult decision-making when it comes to cold, thoughtful decisions. But when you put them in a situation when they're emotional about decisions, their decisions are more impulsive. So now you're handing these kids, 18, 19, 20-year-old kids, whose brains are not developed fully, a windfall of cash that they've, some of them have never had. Before. You know, some, some come from families that have, right. but most of them have not. And now you've given them a windfall. Some of them are seven-figure salaries. Some of them, not salaries, but seven-figure. Bonuses or, or checks or whatever. Know, checks or whatever they are. And they this is an emotional experience. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. And what are their you know, what does that do to them, not just behaviorally and emotionally, but with their friends? Now they're, some of them are making more than pro rookies. Right. No, I mean, if you, if you want to take the- NHL the, players don't make this kind of money. No, if you take the example of, of LeBron James' kid, regardless of LeBron James' influence on his, on, on, on his future, he's got a million dollar deal already. A couple, yeah. Was it $5 million deal for NIL? You know, that he doesn't yeah. need. <laughs> he really has money. He doesn't, but he doesn't need that, right? Right. I'm, right. It's I'm an not example. talking about LeBron James. Kid. Right. It's an example. Because LeBron James' kid, you know, grew up in a multi-million dollar house. I'm talking about right. the kid from the inner city who's never had money before. But, and but you know, now, I, all of a sudden. I, I know what you're yeah. saying. It, it, it's true. It's true. What do you say? It's true. But does that give, let's pretend we are us, like we are the governing bodies. Does that give us the authority to say you should not have this amount of money? No. Or, or should we be thinking, how do we structure that policy? How do we help these kids manage money? Are we going to make it in a trust fund that you cannot access it in once you, you finish college? Okay. There's ways about it. I can give you the money, but okay. give you structure, making sure that you don't blast it or give you assistance, financial That's assistance. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Okay, because you give a kid $7 million and he goes and buys a Ferrari with it. That's not the best way to spend. I agree. Now, look, I, I, again, you're right about like, who am I to tell you how to spend your money? I'm not that guy. But I can also objectively tell you that you can, you can blow $5 million very quickly if you make poor financial decisions. Sure. And as an 18 and 19 year old, and, and let me tell you something, these 18, 19 year olds are not alone. You know, money is the answer to all of your questions. And when you have an 18 to 19 year old who may not know how to handle finances, you're going to have a bunch of sharks and piranhas surrounding yeah. this kid going, sure. yeah, let me handle your finances. I'll make you a million dollars. I'll make you a wow. billion dollars and they'll take it from them and they'll, you know, sure. let, cryptocurrency let me give, and all this kind of right, nonsense. But let, let, let me give you another nugget. What about the, you mentioned inner city kids. What about the inner city kids that they have five brothers and sisters at home? one mother in a household having three jobs struggling to put from the table and then here's the kid that could bring in a million dollars right so and, and we, are they which, giving those things back right but or which, or so he let's say this kid decide you know give me the give me the check i'm gonna give it to my mom i'm gonna buy a house tomorrow who are we to say that's a poor decision making because he's gonna spend the entire money in one day no, for his mother it, it's it's not but but are they doing that or are they listening to the the agents coming in and going oh here you should invest it in crypto and right. you don't you don't have to buy your mom a house today when i can get you 50 million tomorrow and you'll buy a better house in three months so what's you, like you, you know what i mean like there needs to be some and i'm not saying you do it through regulation because regulation could be 
worse. Worse. I, I, I say structure. Okay. I don't even know structure. There should be some. There should be some assistance. There should be some some um, not guidelines, but some financial assistance to help them manage the money, invest, you know, in a good way, and have the family, you know, be a little involved in that. Like eighteen year old has the right, seventeen year old has has the right to have the family, the parents, be involved in the decision making. Like I remember when I was seventeen, if I had something to buy and had the money, I would consult with my with my, with my parents. You know, that that's who you trust, right? Right, but if the parents don't know how to manage money either, so so it becomes a if if <laughs> if, if 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 right, and uh, I I guess ultimately I guess my short answer would be they should not be, um, they should not have access to that money. Now, what is the league? What are the governments gonna state governments? What are will what do, what will they do to help that process go smoothly, equitably, and making sure that those kids can make right decision right there's got to be some kind of assistance that i can provide it's not only hey here's one million dollar don't be stupid no it could be here's one million dollar you can access it for that for this you can only uh, spend on that kind of, of of expenditure you can have access to a financial advisor you can have access to a banker um and you cannot buy it on alcohol you cannot buy it on this on that there's got to be some structure or you can only access it when you're 25 i don't know or when you finish college i don't know there's got to be a way to get the money and not be, you know, and not let them spend the money stupidly, right, if you want, if you want to say it. Okay. But again, that's an opinion of like what is stupid and what is not. Right. Correct. But then, but then and then again is who decides what that is, right? Right. But, right. It, but it's got, you know, like an 18-year-old, a 19-year-old who's never, who's never had money. And again, look, if he wants to go spend it on cars and houses. It's a free, it's a free country. And like, it's a free country and they're, and they're considered adults. Right. We might not I like the mind that, you know, look, I, I do capacity evaluations right. uh, all the time. And I tell the attorneys that come to me and say, well, this person wants to make a bad decision. They don't deserve to have capacity. I tell them all the time, you in this country are allowed to make bad decisions. That doesn't Correct. mean you don't have the capacity to make them. Correct. And I am of the mind that if you are making bad decisions, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be allowed to do that. So if right. the kid wants to go blow $7 million tomorrow at gambling, well, fine, but it doesn't make it good. It no, make it good you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And, and, and I, I just, it feels wrong to not have at least some option available to say, look, you're getting this check. Here's an opportunity with people that have been known to be reputable. You can go do what you want. With it. You can go buy whatever you want. But here is another option where you want to go and get your mom a house on the outskirts of Philly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, shout out Will Smith. <laughs> Fine. Go. That's a great, that's a great idea. Okay. Now here's a real estate agent that's going to help you with that, that we have vetted and think is, you know, not going to charge you twenty percent commission, or or right? the league, or the league would pay for the services, or or, or the league will pay for it. For the, the services, NCAA right, pay for right, it, right, the, the, right, yeah, exactly. You know, we we'll pay for right. financial advisor, uh, for, uh, uh, for uh, bankers, or right, 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 yeah, exactly. Or, you know, or and then, you know, once you do that, here's these group of this these four financial advisors, not one, right? Because right, then it right. feels like collusion. These four different financial advisors that we've vetted 
Oh, firms. Financial groups. Firms. 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 That we vetted, that you can choose and meet with, that we think will help you manage Manage. the money. That sounds fair. And, And if they say, no, I don't want financial advice, I'll do it myself, then okay, then that's the choice they made. But... To not even have that. And and what's That's happening fair. now is not any of that stuff. What they're doing is they're like, you can't do this. You can't do that. And you, th- th- they did with the Cavan twins in, in right. Miami. Of course, Miami. Miami is the place where they like. Right. I mean, I mean the argument, because, the argument that, that is, you cannot have that much money because you're young. It's just an argument. No. You know, I, it's I don't an argument. That either. I don't agree with that either. I, if you what have they're a doing is they're like. You can't you can't have boosters coming in and, and giving you money. Well, it, bro, it's been happening for forty years. Right. Now it's just it, out in the light, right. right? Instead of instead of being like, oh, we can't have boosters doing this. Why don't we just like find a system where it's like good for you know what I mean? But right. that's not what the NCA is doing. They're always trying to get control over something. Instead of trying to make it good, they're trying to make it. I mean, like, I mean, it's so bl- like it's so blatant, punitive. Like it is so grotesque the way the NCAA make money. Like it's a much madness. There's there's no other sports on TV. It's all teenagers playing basketball or you know when it's, when it's a f- or college football time. It's all kids playing football on TV. So it, the, the amount of money that's generated for you to say, oh my God, it's it's incredible. I mean, it's like I wouldn't be able to to stand in TV and say there's not enough money to give children to, to give these kids. Where when you were saying million dollar billion dollar contracts with, with TV deals, it's just like it's mind boggling. And the coaches are making millions. The coaches are making millions of dollars. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy. Yeah, they, you, you make, can't tell me that you know, you, you're not going to allow a, a a player to go out and be an influencer on TikTok or 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 Instagram you know, and sell whatever, Jim Shark, Gatorade, whatever. Right. And the coach is in there. What's what's Saban making? Yo, Saban, Saban got a, <laughs> to, to media contract. members every week. Saban, I, I forgot the I mean? exact number, but he had a contract he signed, the last contract he signed. They also gave him a, a boat, they gave him a, a, a private plane, and they even paid his mortgage for him on top of the contract that he had. 10.95 million. Also, 2022. All, and all the perks. I think it, it was a private plane or a boat. I forgot. And his mortgage was paid yeah. for. It's ridiculous. He's. I think he's the highest paid public official in the state of Alabama. I mean, it's and and you know, but like the entire cost of the contract's almost a hundred million. Almost. Right. 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 It's. It's like so, and, and the kid can't go and sell Gym Shark on Instagram. Right. For I love, mean, it's it's ridiculous. Hundred thousand dollars. It's it, like I can't, and, and, can't even. and instead of and instead of offering them opportunities to grow that money and and be secure, they're like, you can't, you, you can't, can't have, have a guy come and give you money. a dinner right. at their house. It it's just it makes me it makes me cringy because they can they find a way to, I don't want to say protect because it sounds parental, but assist kids and being not just better with the money that they have in the moment, but actually teach them for their future yes, how yes. to deal with the money instead of just being punitive. It's it's always it's, punitive with the you know NCAA. What? I, I even, I even I have an argument. It's actually better to teach them with money because what happens sometimes when they go pro, you know that 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 anecdotal um, notion that when they get their first contract, they blow the money on, on, on cars and diamonds and stuff like that. So what is a better time to teach them in, than in college? 
here's a, a couple of million. We're going to teach you how to manage money. So when you become a pro, you know exactly the step to take to have good investment, to have a financial advisor, to do the good banking decisions. You're helping the kids because at some point, they will have that million dollar. They will have those five million dollars. And you want to make sure they learn something in college, right? So you could be altruistic in saying, we'll give you money, we'll, we'll teach you how to manage. Should you want that advice? It's there for you, right? Should, should you want to know how to invest money, how to know about your taxes, how to know about um, real estate, how to know about savings, then let's do it in college. You know, So when yeah. you become an adult, yeah. you know how to do. That's right. And as a former college division one athlete, I just want to point out, super jealous about all of this stuff. And that I wish that I was an NIL athlete. Were you and a, I was born in the wrong decade? Were you in track and field? I once scored four touchdowns in a football game. No, I was a I was a track <laughs> athlete. I probably would not have gotten NIL money because I sucked. But I just want to point out that I, I I at least wish they would have taught me how to manage you, money. It probably wouldn't have been so much medical debt. On that note, you would not get NIL. You would get nail money. just talked about young people but in the break we just had we just realized how old we are i'm completely sore from lifting weights on my legs and steph just pulled his back out my god that's, so that's painful both playing I'm, hurt that's crazy i'm only 35 guys I, I, I should not be pulling muscles or backs or oh god this is not fair this is, this is, this is painful <laughs> this is painful <laughs> we just, oh, we're right. talking about young people but we're we're kind of we're like, <sighs> anyway wow. Anyway, so this next this next story, it's it's both both hilarious and serious at the same time, and and the reason we're talking about it is because it's gone viral. And if this was a sports story, if this was an athlete that did this, we would a hundred percent talk about. It. And since again, it's a slow time in sports, we just I just felt like we just had to bring it up. There's a video out that happened last week. That happened in the middle of last week, maybe on the 5th or the 4th, Tuesday or Wednesday, of a woman that had a complete meltdown on an American Airlines flight from Dallas to Orlando. And if you haven't seen this TikTok video, I encourage you to go and watch it. We're going to play the audio from this because we are an audio medium here. We are not video yet. I promise you video is coming. Promise. But it is not here yet. And so... She, uh, let me see if I can describe this video for the people Good that luck. have not watched. <laughs> have not I mean, watched you, you, it. Could, you could play the soundbite. No, I'm going to play the sound, okay, but I want to okay. describe it first. Okay. Good luck. Um, so, she, so this is a, a young woman. I'm not going to presume to guess her age, but she's young. Young. And she has her hair in a bun and she's wearing sort of semi ripped jeans. And she is walking down the aisle of this airline it's an american airlines flight and she's walking down and she is basically just having a meltdown and so i'm going to play the the sound of what she's saying um and this is what she's saying as she's walking down the aisle say whatever you want 
I'm telling you, I'm getting the off. And there's a reason why I'm getting the off and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two but I am telling you right now, that that back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane and you can die with them or not. I'm not going to. Okay. Somebody so, said somebody said bye. That, okay. you heard that one? Somebody said bye. My that, God. Human beings are ruthless. Yeah. Right here. Bye. Oh God. <laughs> we are ruthless kind. It's just just the guy at the end is like bye. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're laughing at the guy saying bye. Not at the lady. So right. Not well, no. No, I mean, I mean look. I've seen things like that in the hospital. To be fair, we've seen things like that in the hospital. So I can't, I can't laugh. I, okay, I'm not, look, I don't, I don't so, know if to say she's sick. I don't know if she's sick or not, but we've seen exactly those those same statements or like like statements. The, the same statements. The same statements. We've heard them countless times. Okay, look. The, my first impression of this when I saw it, my first impression, mm-hmm. without reading anything, without knowing anything, without seeing any like comments on it it just came up on a twitter feed without a comment it just po- popped up my first impression was she got into a fight with her boyfriend and this was kind of like you know one of those things that you say to someone like go to hell like you're going at, you're all going to hell you know you're not like real. you can you're you're not real like you that kind of thing that you say it because that's the tone that it came across in you know, you know, and well, she's crying like she had a fight. And your first impression is very different than mine. That was my first impression. Now, we don't have a psychologist with us. I was hoping that we could get a psychologist today, but apparently that is not likely to help us out here. But I have spoken to a psychologist, and the psychologist that I spoke to has told us, has told me that I'm completely wrong about this. Well, you know, he might take first. Let's let's see if I said the same thing. I don't know. My first impression was that okay. I, I, when I see people, I you know, I, I I tend to analyze the environment. I tend to analyze the way they look, the attire, the hygiene. She looked to me that she was a uh, she was clean. She was well dressed. She was proper, physically proper. She was presenting well. She didn't strike me as somebody physically ill or that appeared to be ill. But the way she reacted or the way she was acting, I don't know reacting to what, but the way she was acting, what she was saying in the manner she was saying it made me think that she might have been intoxicated with something, right? It could, could it be a, a trip? Could it be hallucinating that somebody sitting next to her and there's somebody being next to her? Could it be that she's just flying out of Colorado or out of California or out of Oregon and she may have smoked something or consumed something? Who knows? That was my first impression. She did not look chronically ill to me, but she looked acutely psychotic, if you will. All right. So, so the, the, the psychologist may have a different take. Well, I'd rather she be on here and tell us herself, but the, the take was not the opposite to mine. The, the, my, my take, my initial take was that this was a fight and that her tone was that the, the statement you're that, that, MFR isn't real is not she didn't literally mean that someone isn't real like not in a psychotic way okay. it was more of a like uh you're all going to hell and and she also said that you're all going to die 
right? You can sit here and die with them, but I'm not going to, right? So there's two things here. You, that guy's not real and you're all going to die, right? So those are two, two things that are combined and they're bizarre. So my impression was that it was a fight and, you know, it's one of those things you're going to say, go to hell. Her take is that those really bizarre things and they're not normal within the context of even a fight. And so her, her, her answer to me was like, if she was taking a Rorschach and she said those things, that would be a bad answer on a Rorschach. And, and that would require follow-up questions and more, I guess, introspection about like what's going on. And again, I don't do Rorschachs and that's why I wish she was here to explain that to me because I have more questions. But anyway, so, so the 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 answer i got was this is this is more bizarre and so something is going on here that is beyond just a fight now furthering this story is that apparently Caratop was on this plane did you hear this wait who, who was that Caratop, the comedian oh no you didn't hear this okay no, so Caratop okay. apparently was on this on this plane and he tweeted out or put it on Instagram or something that he witnessed this or saw what happened. And apparently, and this is from a story that I've read both on Yahoo and a bunch of other news outlets, they all seem to be the same story aggregated okay. and written up in the same way. And apparently she was seen drinking, again, allegedly, oh. all this is from the same story, and that there was a fight over her AirPods. She lost her AirPods and... She accused someone of stealing them, and that's when she had this meltdown. Okay. So there was some substances involved. I'm not too far out. And just as I thought we weren't going to have uh, help here, we actually do. Our psychologist is here. Our psychologist, the reluctant sports fan, is here to help us out. I don't want to watch this. Is there anything else on? Time to get the best opinions in the podcast industry. It's the Reluctant Sports Fan. Maria, thank you for coming and helping us out with this story. Of course. Uh, I was just saying, I was just saying that you had mentioned to me about the what you thought of this this unnamed lady on the plane and what mm -hmm. you thought, you know, what you thought she meant by this person isn't, this guy in the back isn't real and you're all going to die and what that meant like on a Rorschach, for instance. And I'm completely out of my element when it comes to these kinds of psychological tests. So can you explain to the people no, what I, that is? So what we were saying, because you were, so the conversation yesterday was that you were saying that in your opinion, what she was saying was just, I don't know, weird or, or, I don't remember how, how you phrased it, but my point was that, no, it seemed like it was not reality-based. And I compared it to like a response in a Rorschach, right? And a Rorschach is an inkblot test that is used by psychologists to determine personality characteristics or mental illness or other mental health concerns. It's not, <clears throat> not it's, I mean, it has some, let's say scientific backing, but it's not really used as often anymore because it's really uh, too subjective. But different types of responses can be given on a Rorschach. You can have like typical responses, which 
most people would give, let's say if they see an ink blot that looks like a bat or a butterfly, they would say, oh, this looks like a bat, this looks like a butterfly. Okay, those are very kind of typical usual responses or ordinary responses. And then there's unusual responses, which, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean like a psychotic process. It just means that maybe somebody's creative or maybe somebody, I don't know, reminds somebody of, of seeing something that is very particular to them. So it's not necessarily not reality-based, it's just unusual. And then there's responses that are very, very hard to code because they are they are kind of psychotic. Like I, I can't come up with anything from the top of my head, but like maybe a ghost or a reptilian in a green hoodie. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so like her, the way that she came across to me seemed like more than an unusual response or Rorschach. It seemed like not reality based. And so it wasn't like she was just being weird or quirky or strange or acting like a Karen, right? Which you thought first, right? That maybe she was like well, not that it, not that she was a Karen, but like that she was she got into a fight with a boyfriend. Right. That's what it's it came across because the tone. What I said was that people that are that see things that they think are not real, for instance, which is what she said. I've seen in hospitals, they're literally cowering in the corner and pointing at things in the corner, you know, pointing at things. And I'm asking them, what are you looking at? And they're cowering in the corner, like frightened, like they've seen a demon and like in a horror movie. And she was doing this, you know, that guy is not real. And you all can like, kind of like, like this like performance art almost. And it almost seemed like, like someone who was, you know, and, and, and that's the way, again, initially it came across to me. Now, do you have the different take to, you know, she could have been, you know, like Steph believes that it, she could have been on a substance. That's what I thought. Because I was saying my point was she, she looked physically put together. She looked mm-hmm. clean. She looked like her hair was well done, dress well done. You know, she was on a plane, supposedly she may have had to go to a counter, you know, be normal enough to be accepted to buy a flight ticket. No, she looked like she was somebody that could go through normal life. But something happened. She became erratic. She became erratic. She was yelling. And she may have said things that were not reality-based. So that MFR is not real. And to me, it's like, okay, looks like a trip. Looks like somebody consumed something yeah. before it took the plane. Mm-hmm. And then two hours later, it hit, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. Right. Right. And there, there could be so many, I guess, reasons behind what what we saw. Right. But I think what we saw, I mean, because the idea is like, OK, is she being like a Karen? Is she being like Florida woman? Right. <laughs> Florida woman did something. <laughs> yeah, that's great. She probably was flying to Florida. Yeah, it was. She she was. It, it was to Orlando. Oh my God. It was oh to God, Orlando. Yeah. It's, it's exactly yeah. what it's. it's a exactly Florida woman. Right. Florida woman, get out of plane. Florida woman. <laughs> she, yeah. Not, she, I don't know. She she was flying from Texas, so she might be a Texas. I don't. I don't know. Texas right, woman. Like that. That's the question. Like, I'm is it Florida substance? And I I think I mean I don't think she was just drunk because again someone that is drunk it's rare that they would have such a reaction. I think it was some some sort of. Micro, psychotic process. Yeah, like micropsychosis, like micropsychotic yeah. episode. Yeah, I agree. That's what I thought. She did not strike me as wrong. She was walking steadily. She was not slowing her speech. She, you know, 
physically well. She, she looked well physically. Well, but according to TikTok now, according okay. to TikTok, must be true then. She, according to, <laughs> and I want to get this right. According to Kelly, the the magic medium, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. she definitely thought she had a vision, and she definitely saw something because when you drink, drinks are called spirits, and so when you drink, you see spirits, and you're more likely to see spirits. So that is according to womp, Kelly, womp. the magical medium. At, on TikTok, so she definitely saw that. something. Yeah, if you're drinking magic mushroom tea, yes. yes okay. <laughs> yes. I've drink spirits yes. for for at least let me say, I'm 25 for at least I don't know. I'm not gonna say when I started drinking, but I've been I've been known to drink spirits before, and I've not seen any spirits. So and you haven't seen spirits. How, have you seen a reptilian in a green hoodie who is blinking sideways? Because that is the other negative thing that's going around TikTok. The other yes, thing that, that's going around that TikTok is that she's vanished. Oh yeah, she vanished. <laughs> that she's she's completely AWOL. Like nobody's heard or seen her. She hasn't come out with her story. She's probably she's ashamed. Probably ashamed. What would you do? I'm just saying. We're not we're not gonna foster any of these conspiracy theories <laughs> and mentioning them at all during this podcast. But <laughs> but those are the things going on. She probably but yeah, you done. were gonna say yeah. that the hoodie guy The yeah. hoodie guy from from what I read was on a video from 2022. Like this poor man you, is all over the internet. Look at you debunking, being debunking of, conspiracy of being theories. a ghost or being a reptilian. And he's a guy that flew over a year ago on some random flight. So random. Look at you debunking. Anyway, thank you, Maria, for coming on and giving us uh, expert the, opinion. The expert. And now that you're here, by the way, and have a female perspective, is it appropriate <laughs> to, to <laughs> say that? <laughs> Would it be appropriate to say that it's uh, that it's okay for Britney Spears to tap us? Where? Just in general. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Now. All right. Thank you. Okay. We are vindicated. <laughs> you did not say yeah. a full sentence. <laughs> yeah, 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 you, you, you left the you left the essential part of the questions out for a reason. You know what? You know what? We're just gonna we're gonna go with it right now because. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're, we're gonna you're, we're gonna let the listeners. Yeah decide you're okay. team britney thank for you sure. maria you're welcome thank you all right all right, right. Bye. Bye. bye bye our guest today is jeff Wattenberg from Burger Sing- Burger Singerman, excuse me, a law firm based in South Florida. He is an uh, intellectual properties attorney. Is there anything else that I can say about you, Jeff? That that uh, I'm missing here about your credentials? Uh, I've been an attorney for 15 years. Uh, focus on IP, business, tech, law. Stay um, current on you know trends in in the legal community and business uh so happy to be here all right thanks thanks for coming on welcome we were talking earlier about uh name image and likeness nil and what it does to to young people teenagers and behavior and things like that but i wanted to have you come in here and kind of give us the legal aspects of it and where it came from and i know you've written articles on this and things like that 
about it. So you are an expert in this field. And my understanding of it is 2014 is kind of when the floodgates kind of opened with the O'Bannon ruling. Can you kind of take us through that and how everything started with NIL and, and what it is from a legal perspective? Sure. So, so the concept of NIL stems from what we would call common law right of publicity rights. So common law is basically law that is a creature of state um, action and based on case law that's built up over a long period of time. Um, you'll hear um, sometimes people speak about the law, the distinction between common law and statute, and, and I'll explain that in a second. But essentially, right of publicity um, is the concept that a person has control over the publication of their name, their picture, their likeness, um, their ability or right to endorse or be endorsed um, by commercial activity. Um, most states now have right of publicity statutes. For example, the state of Florida has a statute, uh, five, uh, I think it's 540.08, um, which is a very general statute, which essentially says that a uh, person have a, has a cause of action against another if, if, if the defendant uses their name or likeness without permission um, in a public way that's published. Um, and generally, the, the statute is, is, is geared towards redressing commercial misappropriation of a per person's image. Um, for example, uh, if, if you, you are photographed uh, coming off a cruise ship, and uh, the cruise company runs that photograph on their website, um, in most cases, they need to get your consent to publish that photograph because the cruise line is using the photograph for commercial purposes, right? And, and there's some limitations um, in statutes that relate to um, how long your rights last after death, which can be important for public figures. Um, and of course, like anything in the law, there's many, many ex exceptions to um, the ability to enforce your, your right. Um, and, and so, so it's created this interesting, um, concept, but it's basically just, just boils down to the right, uh, of, of a person to control the dissemination of their own self, uh, for public or commercial purposes. And look, the, if you go back to O'Bannon, okay, really what O'Bannon deals with is, uh, and what, the NCAA has struggled with, and amateur athletics in general has struggled with, is whether uh, unpaid athletes, meaning they don't get a W-2 paycheck or you know actual uh, wage, whether they should be considered employees or independent contractors, right? Because generally under the law, and again, we're going to a different aspect, which is employment law, but it's important. Um, if, if, you're, if you're classified as an employee, your employer owes you many more duties than if you're just an independent contractor. Um, so, so the abandoned case and, and that whole line of thinking was related to the students pushing back, the student athletes pushing back and saying, we should be treated as employees. We should get benefits. We should have, uh, for example, medical coverage after we go bang our heads against other college athletes for four, for four years. Um, they want to get paid. And there's been a pushback. And, and that's where that all stem, stems from. And for 100 years or 150 years, the thinking was 
you're, you're not an employee. You're, you're here by the grace of God. We're offering you a scholarship. You're coming here to get an education. And that's what you're getting in exchange for being an athlete on our team. But they didn't get employment. They didn't, Bannon didn't give them that. They didn't get it. Um, and, and it, but that was the basis of their argument. Okay. The NIL thing, um, is sort of a shortcut to say, well, the NCAA, uh, makes money off of our name and image likeness every day. Okay. If you were at the university of Florida in the early two thousands, Tim Tebow's face was all around town. Okay. And the, 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 the team and the school, they've, they make money off that. Um, so the idea was, well, if we could open up this little angle, because there's so much money in college sports, particularly college football, let's be honest, that's really what we're talking about. Um, that, that's where the, where the big money is as far as endorsements and sponsorships and, and that kind of thing. Um, they, they saw it as an angle, well, if they could open this up and allow players to exploit their own name, image, likeness, that uh, it would be some way for these guys to get paid and make some money while while continuing to sacrifice for the school, et cetera. Um, and, and, that, and that's really where, where the idea comes from. But they're not allowed to get paid to play is my understanding of it. But, they're, but, this, is, but this has been happening for 40 years anyway. Like the rules were you can get paid to sell your image now and all this stuff, but you can't get paid to play and boosters are not allowed to give you money and inducements to the school. But come on, like for 40, 50 years, that's never been happening. So this is making it legal. It's sort it's of happening. Right. It's finding a conduit. It's finding, I don't want to say an excuse, but it's, it's a, it's a loophole to say, yeah, here, here's a way to make money. So instead of boosters directly, uh, you know, like handing out bags of cash uh, under the table to players, Boosters can now set up these NIL programs, right? And they can funnel cash that way. And the player has to do some minimum, for example, posts on Instagram of some product or, or something like that. And, and they can get paid that way. And, and you're right. Like, look, um, pay, players have been getting paid for years and years and years, but there are obviously those situations where they get caught, the boosters get caught and the programs get sanctioned. So this is a way to avoid that sort of penalty uh, thing by saying, well, no, we're going to tie it to this regime of NIL and boosters or, 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 you know, companies, corporations can set up these NIL programs. And that's a way for the, for the players to get some compensation. Um, and, and look, there's all these pushes and pulls, right? There's, there were issues in basketball for years with players jumping straight from high school to the pros, because it simply wasn't it didn't make any financial sense. And there were many players that really weren't ready to go to the NBA that, that did it anyway, right? They just made that jump. And college tried to, college basketball ran that in, right? They, 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 they went back to, they did a deal with the NBA where they said, no, you gotta be a year out, right? So they changed kind of that in, in response to some of these players, again, trying to exploit a loophole. Um, and, and there's arguments on, on the one and done thing uh, that it's not favorable to the players. Obviously it's only favorable to the, to the universities. Um, but, but there's all sorts of pushes and pulls. It's not really just, it's not just NIL that again, I think that's like more of a symptom. It was like the easy shortcut to solve this problem. Right. Let, let me ask you something. Uh, you, we talked about, I mean, you talked about 
not being employed by by the by the school. I'm not I'm not sure. Maybe you know what's the difference between a college athlete getting uh, a scholarship to play and a regular student being having a scholarship for you know chemistry or for GPA or whatnot. So I guess do they sign a contract that stipulate that they're not allowed to do this? The, the athletes they're not allowed to do that. They can only, they can only play for their their school. They're not about to, they're not allowed to make money out of X, Y, and Z. So if you sign a contract with an entity, does that make you automatically an employee of that entity? Like any contract is binding on both sides. What I guess the terms in the contract would, would be the where you'd be looking at. Right. So there's a couple, there's a couple things there. And, and look, I, I actually was an NCAA athlete, division three athlete. I was not a scholarship athlete. I didn't get financial aid at the school I went to. So I didn't have to sign anything. I just showed up at school. Right. Okay. So I'll start it. I'll start there though. Yeah. As far as I know, um, you know, any student that enrolls, whether they're getting a, uh, an athletic scholarship or a merit-based scholarship, uh, they do have to sign paperwork that says, we're going to give you X and you have to give us Y. All right. So if it's, if it's a, if it's a merit-based, it's going to be, we're going to give you money to go to attend our school, but you are going to have to live up to a certain standard of academic performance. Right. And if you drop below that standard, we reserve the right to pull your money, cut it in half, um, not necessarily expel you from the school, but, but they can cut your, your scholarship. Uh, it's the same way on, on the athletic scholarships. It, 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 it essentially says, you're going to get you're going to get this this scholarship money. You're going to attend the school. You're going to get all these benefits. And in exchange, you have to play for the team and you have to achieve a code of conduct. And, uh, you know, in addition to school reserves rights, they can pull those athletic scholarships for any, any reason. They can say, well, you didn't make the team. You just weren't good enough. And actually, a few years ago, there was an expose. I think it was on ESPN about how a lot of these big name schools would offer scholarships left and right. And then two days before camp, they would pull them and say, you know, you don't, don't have a spot on the team. So and how is that not for play? Right. It's it. Right. Exactly. Right? It, 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 it is in essence, but the way that they're couching it is again, your compensation is you get this higher, you get this higher education. Right. But, but it's not, if you're, you're not good enough to play, we're gonna pull your compensation. It's it's exact. It's pay to play. Right. It's literally that's what it is. Yeah, and 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 these are all very very um, key and basic arguments that the players have made for years. Is you know you know you're 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 it's 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 my my driveway's flooding when you're telling me it's not raining kind of argument, right? Like it's it just it's very difficult uh, to wrap your to wrap your head around, but that's the position. Um, I guess I guess the school are saying you can we we can only play for us. We are the only one that can pay you. Nobody else can pay you. Yeah, obviously there's the exclusive thing, and and right. also limitations on okay, you sign this scholarship, you can't transfer no, to another school right. unless you satisfy these conditions. That transfer thing right, was yeah. very important. Okay, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, when I played college football in D three, um, and and I was recruited by some D one schools, and I knew friends that went to D1 schools. Okay, there was a rule at that time that said, if you transfer from, if you want to transfer from a D1 school to another D1 school, you have to sit out a year, right? Everyone knew about that rule. There was an exception, which says that if you drop down a division, so if you went from D1 down to D2 or D3, you didn't have to sit out a year, okay? That was also fought very vehemently by the, play, by the players and the student athletes. 
which resulted into elimination of that rule. Um, and now they have the transfer portal. Uh, and I'm not sure if, the, if that rule is totally eliminated, but essentially there's now a process by which you have to go to your coach. You have to say, I want to leave this program. They have to grant your release. And if it's certain terms, then you can enter the portal. You don't have to sit out. Um, but that was a big thing. Like I, 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 I'm probably wrong about this, but there were guys like Cam Newton and Brock Berlin that, that transferred uh, out of the University of Florida. And they had this, they actually did have to sit out that year or, or some of them like went to like a JUCO or another school in a lesser division, then came back to D1. So they didn't have yeah. to like waste the whole year. So let, maybe not to go too long into the law, but in constitutional law, is there anything that would put out a player saying they're, they have the right and the freedom to pursue um, payment from X, Y, and Z company or, or brand? Isn't it infringing on their liberal, on their liberty to earn money? Uh, I, I think Dimitri and I were talking about what's fair and what's not fair. Who's to say that you're too young to make a million dollars? You know, is that, that's infringing on your liberty as an American. So where does constitutional law cross with uh, collegiate, you know, bylaws or, or NCAA bylaws? Um, it, it, look, it's not necessarily a constitutional issue because when they sign that contract under the traditional format, it says explicitly, you're now part of the NCAA, you're not allowed to take inducements. It's a, it's it's a matter of contract okay. at that point. Okay, gotcha. Right? It just seems like it's bigger than something because the NCAA is so big and there's so many athletes and there's so many schools that you think, well, you know, it, there, there's a bigger issue here, but it is a matter of contract. It's a matter of rule, right? And, and this, this, has, this has been pervasive in sports forever, right? The, the question of employee, independent contractor, um, and whether the restrictions in these scholarships make it so the person actually should be classified as an employee, right? Um, look, in, 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 the, in the world of employment law, which I'm, I'm not an expert on, I have partners who are experts on, but I, I deal with it here and there, um, uh, big companies, big corporations, uh, tend to want to avoid the, the classification of someone as an employee because it puts such a burden on the, on the company and the corporation as far as what they what duties they owe that person, right? So it's to their benefit to try to have it classified as independent contractor or something else, right? Um, the other thing to remember with the college athletes in general is just it goes back so long where uh, it, it, it's a pretty ancient, the amateurism is an ancient concept of you don't get paid for, for whatever sport it is that you do. And at the time that you start getting paid for that, you're now a professional and you're no longer eligible to play college sports, get your education, et cetera. Uh, there, there's just a line drawn. And you see, that in, you see that in a lot of sports, you see it in golf, tennis, uh, all, all, you know, a lot of those kinds of things too. But it just seems like a control mechanism and collusion between a governing organization and the schools that they're supposed supposed to govern that says, well, we're going to allow you to give them money for this thing that you can then have the right to take away from them if they're not giving you the thing that you're giving them the money for, which is, and then they're going to say, they're going to turn around and say, okay, well, we're going to give you the right to give your name and to, to go and make money on your name and everything. But we're not going to allow these people to go and pay you to play, but that's literally what we were doing like for the last hundred years. So we can do it, but you can't do it. Right. And then they're going to turn around and and then it becomes the wild West because everyone was doing it anyway. And now they're just doing it quote legally. And then they're like, Oh my God, 
everyone's doing it out in the open and we don't like the way it looks because now we are not controlling it. And so we're going to go to Congress now and have Congress come in and the feds come in and go, you can't do this. We want it back the way it was. And now they're trying to get the feds to come in and put a, and, and hold and, and make the rules the way that, that we originally wanted it, which is like the boosters can't do this. They can't create collectives, which is just basically boosters coming together and putting, you know, businesses together to, to give players these things. And, and they want the government to come and save them. So it just seems like the NCA is in, is in a, they're always being punitive rather than being helpful. Um, right. So I think we all know what the motivation is, right? It's, it's all, it's always about money. Like everything in, in of this, course. everything in this country in particular, it's all about money. Um, uh, I, I'm not a strong critic of, of the NCAA or, or really either side of this, but, um, what the NCAA is reacting to. Hang on a second. You're not a strong critic of either <laughs> side of this. I, I, look, is, I, that, I, is that a lawyer's I, answer, Jeff? It, well, it is, but I also struggle. <laughs> because, you know, m- my experience in college athletics is completely different. I didn't, I didn't get a scholarship. I was at a, 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 a small school that I basically chose to go to because I wanted that education and I had an opportunity to play football there. I wasn't in the world of, you know, I had 10 letters from 10 D1 programs and I don't fully understand all of those dynamics, but I, I know people that were in that. Um, and, and it's just, it's, they do offer so much and there's a lot of opportunity if you want it, but you also have to consider that a lot of the players, even only let's say college football, even only 1% of the players make it to the NFL, right? They all think they're going to make it to the NFL. So, so they're not really thinking long-term. They're thinking about football, football. They're not really thinking about, um, and, and this is a blanket statement. They're not thinking so much about what is the worth of that education, right? That's not what's clicking in their mind. They're seeing it as an opportunity to go play ball. Um, and again, that's probably an overgeneralization. Um, so so you, gotta, you, you have to think about it from both sides. Um, but look, the NCAA, what they're really reacting to is that um, several states have passed their own legislation specifically that, that went beyond their own right of publicity statutes, which are very general. They cover the three of us on this call, right? Um, the passing specific statutes on what colleges and universities can do with respect to NIL and actually giving them more freedom um, and, and in an effort to shift the balance over to their state, right? So if, if Arkansas is sitting there and Alabama, the state of Alabama is a powerhouse as far as Auburn and University of Alabama and all this stuff. And they say, well, if we could pass this NIL statute and make it a little bit more uh, enticing to come to the University of Arkansas or the other state universities because we have these more flexible NIL laws, then they're going to do it. And that's what the NCAA is reacting to. Um, because remember, the NCAA is all about uniformity, right? Everything is under the guise of, or the perception of uniformity, um, fairness. Everyone's treated the same, even we know, even though we know that's completely. But, but it's not true. Because even in Division One, there's so much disparity, right? But the idea is, well, we don't know how to react to this. We don't know how to govern our multi 
you know, our 50 state, uh, I don't know how many members there are in division one, 250, you know, university program, uh, our, our association when all these states can do all these different things. But if they cared about parity, they would stop creating super conferences and they would stop allowing right. yeah. Alabama to, to spend $10 million a year on their coach. Yeah, it, it's a, it's. Not, I think it's it's a. Bike. They would cap. They would have a salary cap, for right, instance. Right. You know, right. an NIL cap. Like they don't care about parity. They care about how much money they make. Yeah. This is all nonsense. They're 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 a control freak organization. They don't care about unity or uniformity. Right. You just want to make sure they don't lose control. If if every right. player can get how much money they can get, then the players drive the narrative. The players are, are ruling the league, right? So that's right. Yeah. Right, and you actually, that, that's like the NBA now, right? So right, exactly, exactly, exactly. exactly. The, the, the NBA has the, is a players' league, and the right, NFL exactly. has never been a players' league. Correct. And they're worried. And college football, let's be real, is the NFL's minor league, and it's always been the minor league, and now it's just it, it's just more legal as their minor league. Yeah, look, there's so, been more change and chaos. In particularly, again, you know, we're focusing so much on college football, and of, of course, there's plenty of other sports, but there's been more chaos in college football over the last five years. There's been more change in the last five years than there has been probably in the prior 50 years because you've got you've got NIL, you've got the transfer portal, you have so much uh, attrition and mobility amongst coaches and players that it's really um, there's so many moving targets and it's like, seems to me like each one of those things is, was something in isolation that they said, yeah, that sounds right. But then you put them all in combination and it's just absolutely chaos. 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 Yeah. That's, that's what the NCAA is saying. Well, you, it, their position is sort of like, well, you told us we had to fix this. So we fixed that. Then you told us we had to fix this. We fixed that. And now look what happened. It's just a, it's just a jumbled soup of craziness. Um, there's no predictability. Um, you know, coaches complain too all the time, and you, you've seen coaches speak out for and against NIL, and a lot of them. Um, the losing one, the one that can't recruit. Right, they can't recruit. They're losing players. <laughs> oh, that I mean, of course. Or the ones, or the ones like Saban, who had a monopoly on recruiting, and now it's it has become a little bit more parody. Where right. you know, schools like Miami, who who never had any money, yeah, now, now have they a got booster who's got a billion right. dollars, who's going out and they're they're. I don't want to say they're buying players, but they have but they more money to, to spend NIL money on. And now he's like, well, now I can't get this guy because right. you know, Florida came in with a bunch of money. Or you don't FSU see Deion Sanders crying money. about it. Yeah. No, like, there's yeah. also a practical effect of uh, just the coaches from a day-to-day -day basis. They don't know what their roster is. They don't know who they have today, tomorrow, or next week because a player could just have one bad practice and be like, ah, oh, it's going on. Yeah. So, yeah, you know what? Cry me a river. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, with these people, be a, be, a, be a good coach and good, good, good benefit, and then player will stay with you. You know, if they're the coach yeah. offering more, then they go well, better get more. You know, it's kind of how life you know works, what? right? Yeah, like I'm, I'm okay with the wild, wild west. My, my issue is what we talked about earlier is making it uh, equitable as far responsible. as you know responsible. responsibility for their money and stuff like that, but. I do wanted to add, you know, I wanted to end on on something else, but I know you're a, a movie guy, so I wanted to ask you what you thought of the the recent comic book movies that came out. Did you see Guardians three? I have not seen any movie, any of the recent. I saw Flash. Flash was good. You haven't seen any of the movies. Uh, you haven't seen uh, Flash. You haven't seen Guardians. 
I haven't been out to the movies in a, in a while. I haven't seen anything. He's oh my a busy God, man. Jeff. He's a busy man, man. How am I supposed to talk to you about these things? I, I watched I watched Black Adam on net on Netflix. I think that or on Disney Plus. That was my most recent uh 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 venture. No, man, I've just been working too much. Honestly, I've been traveling a lot, so haven't yeah. been. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Have Have you seen Secret Invasion at all? No. Dude, yeah. you got to do something other than like yeah. law. You got to relax a little bit. Well, you know, the other thing was the. The uh, Florida Panthers and the Heat playoffs that that enthralled that kept you awake, that, right? That, yeah, that like the last like three months. So yeah, yeah, all of us. That's all South Florida. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I there was there was a two and a half months that was just completely insane. Sleepless. Yeah. But, well, I yeah, wish you would have asked. You would have told me you were going to ask me about these movies because then I could have watched a couple of the last few days, so I would be prepared. <laughs> well, I didn't. I actually didn't think uh, about asking you these things until literally I woke up this morning. Okay. And I was writing down my questions. Yeah. And I, I thought for sure you would have seen Guardians because I mean yeah. we've, we've talked about these movies. No, I, I, I've, got, I've got one. Maybe maybe in the past we've seen movies. What's your what's your favorite sport movie? You know, there, there's a bunch of them out there, like the, the old ones. You know, the Mighty Ducks, the you know, the one what, what the one with uh, the Mighty Denzel, Ducks. The one with Denzel, the one with I'll Samuel you, Jackson. I'll give you a couple, okay. Um I'll give you three. All right. And I'll go oldest to newest, I think. Brian's song is about Gail Sayers and Brian Piccolo. Okay. Uh, it's a great movie. You should check that out. Um, it's about the Chicago Bears, and and it's uh, it, James Conn is in it. Excellent movie. It's it is a sports movie. Um, the second one is the program, which I think is oh my highly relevant to this conversation. Definitely recommend the program. It was ahead of its time. Um, it, you know, it's a it's a '90s movie. It's essentially modeled after. Florida State in the 90s is the idea of it. And then a more, a like, sort of more recent is uh, one of my favorite movies is Remember the Titans. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Jesus. So, but that's Major a lot of good ones. There's, there's, there's a lot of good ones, man. There's Those, a... are all football. Those are all football, all football movies. Football, yeah. Not Major League? I do love Major League. But I I, I don't put it – yeah, it's a comedy. It's, it's great. Um, but as far as, like, more of the dramatic – uh, you know, Field of Dreams stuff. Field of Dreams is great. It's just not on my top list. White Man Can Draw. Uh, what's called? That's, that's good too. Yeah, yeah. The Natural. The Natural is 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 really good. Um, the Replacement. Wow. Is that what's called? I, those uh, those are three I would never have considered. I what's really the one with, just... with with Kanye Reeves? Replacements. The Replacements. When yeah, well, the replacements, that's hilarious. The replacements. That's, that's yeah. yeah. Okay. Any, any given Sunday is kind of cool. Like it actually holds up. Any was, given Sunday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, the, re- the reason I also, miracle is also excellent. The the Kurt Wait. Russell one about the nineteen eighty U.S. men's hockey team. Oh, hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The one one. What's the one with uh with baseball oh. with uh the recent one? Was uh, which track was like um Sandra Bullock? She was recruiting a, a baseball player. I think it was. Oh. um it's a, that's a good one too. It wasn't a baseball. It was. It was, was it, football. Was it football. Oh, Blindside. 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 Yeah. The yeah, blindside. That was, that, yeah. That was a good one. That yeah. Was a good one too. Right. Okay. It shows yeah. the movie experts that we have. We still have to do our movie review podcast right. at some point. Right. Well, the reason I asked you about Secret Invasion, I thought maybe you had seen it, is because I was going to ask you if you thought that the guy on the plane where the woman freaked out, the green hoodie, was a scroll, because people are saying that he's a shapeshifter. 
don't know. A, a reptilian shapeshifter. Maybe he was a scroll. Anyway, if, if you had seen Secret Invasion, you would know the joke that I'm talking about. But nobody here has seen Secret Invasion but me. And so nobody gets the joke. Maybe one listener out there is a dork like I am. Well, you know, I, I think I told you, uh, Dimitri, I watched um, Strange New Worlds the first season. A couple yeah. Of you said you weren't a fan. I think the second season no. you just to check that out probably. Well, that, those are our movie reviews. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff, for coming Thank on. You. I appreciate it. That was fun. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Thank see you. you. Later. All right. See you later. Help tip of the daytime. Day full of hiccups? Need a shakeup? Listen up. It's Dr. Bick and Dr. DeGrasse Mental Health Tip of the Day. Brought to you by our good friends at Nil. Nil, right? Nil. <laughs> the, the same thing I would have gotten as a D1 athlete. No one yet. So one day, one day there's going to be somebody or some company with the name attached to MHTOD. That's right. You can sponsor the mental health tip of the day or, or something else. You know, yeah, we're not right. sponsor whatever we're, you want. We're, we're, we're flexible. We're flexible. Yeah, anyway, put your name, mental health tip of the day. Put your name on a good cause. T-O-D. M-H-T-O-D. Hashtag MHTOD. What do you got, Steph? Mine is a little simple. Like, we're in the summer. I'm looking at the window. It's sunny out. You're going to Florida. You know, you go on the beach and you enjoy the water. So keep that in mind. Waves, right? You see waves. They always come down. So when people come to me and they tell me, in my office that, oh, doc, I've had a terrible three or four months. My so-and-so passed away. I lost my job. You know, my car is in the, in, is in the, the shop and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, seems like you're riding a wave. You know, seems like you're riding a high wave. And what I tell him is like, listen, the waves always come down. Never seen a wave in my life. One wave that stay up, it will come down. Water will be, you know, tumultuous, but sometimes water is very calm, right? So whatever you're riding right now, Whatever issues you're going through, you feel like the world's throwing bricks at you. Stay on the wave, it's gonna come down with you. You know, Be confident that it's not gonna last forever. There's gonna be calm soon. So whatever you're going through, it's not forever. Ride the wave, you come down. Ride the wave like a surfer. Yeah, if you can. Now, the second part, I'm gonna do the second part in, in therapy, I teach them how to be a surfer. I like, listen, you gotta be steady. You're gonna have, you know, get control of everything around you there's some things we can do to make that wave, that ride smoother. And my, my analogy is that after we, we finish our session, see yourself as a surfer. So you surf and then you, you go smoothly, gracefully. That's when you get in control of your issues, right? So that's the goal. That's great. Sometimes you run into that 100 foot wave in Portugal. Have you seen that, that show? No, is that a tsunami? <laughs> the trailer, the 100 foot wave. You should oh see God. that trailer. Sometimes you run into that 100 foot wave. You still, hopefully you stay on top. Hopefully you stay on top of the wave. Stay on top of the wave. Yeah. And ride it out. Great. That's right. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Don't forget to like, share, and again, the most important thing is to write a review, a written review for us. We appreciate it. It'll help us grow and let us know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. And and it will also help. It will also help destigmatize mental health. This is a fun show, but the truth is that we're trying to make it acceptable to talk about mental health. So share, tag us, comment, whatever you want. It's going to help the cause. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Take care.
The previous podcast represented the individual opinions of Dr. Dimitri Bick, Dr. Stefan de Graaf and the guests. It should not have been taken as medical advice or an establishment of standard of care. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.